So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I appreciate you taking the time to listen, and I always appreciate the comments that everybody sends me. Thank you for those. Uh, you know, I, I had to talk about weight today. Yes, weight loss. It just um, it's one of those things that I have so many clients tell me that their doctors basically told them to lose weight. Um, and you know, everyone just assumes that you, you know, because you're overweight, you have diabetes, okay? And that is not true, okay? You, there's a predisposition to diabetes, a genetic predisposition. And this is why people that are, you know, super heavy, some never develop diabetes, right? So there's plenty of people that are overweight that don't get diabetes. So it makes me a little nutty when people just assume, oh, they must have diabetes because they're carrying some extra weight. No, that's not the case. And then this is what, you know, you're told to do is to always lose weight. Um, you know, so, and everyone says that, lose weight. So why? Um, because, you know, weight is correlated, correlated with diabetes. However, I got to tell you, um, when my husband's doctor diagnosed him, she sort of scratched her head because he wasn't overweight. Okay. He was not overweight. He was actually slim and very active. Okay. So, um, you know, that's honestly how I sort of learned about the value of correlations, right? Not it's, it's not causation. There's a difference. There's correlations and causation. And granted, there are some correlations between um, weight and uh, diabetes. And there's certainly some correlations with weight loss and improving insulin resistance, okay? But is it these massive amounts? No. I mean, it's, you know, roughly 7 to 10% of your total body, you know, mass, Um helps with insulin resistance. However, I can tell you many times I've been contacted by people that like, you know, I lost a, my 10% of my body, overall body weight. And I was told I could get off metformin and I haven't been able to get off metformin, even with the weight loss. So those numbers, like I said, they're correlations. It's not set in stone. And when that happens to somebody, they make all that effort to lose the weight. And then to have the, you know, the thing, the reason they were losing it was to get off this medication, have that not happen. What do you think that does to their, you know, belief, self-belief and their um, motivation? You know, it, it really kind of stops it. And so, you know, it frustrates me. Um, you know, what, 
I learned is, you know, with my husband, you know, he didn't need to lose more weight. He was already thin. And um, so that, so that clearly wasn't the root of his diabetes. Um, and so, like I said, it's not that weight loss can't help, but being overweight is not the root cause. Um, I've had, you know, like I said, I've had people come to me and say they've lost weight and it hasn't helped, but I just got to point out that weight loss is hard and it can be miserable. Okay. It usually involves dieting, which leads to skipping meals, trying to portion control, restricting certain foods to limit calories, sometimes fasting. Um, it, it causes people to eat foods they don't really like because they're lower in calories, uh, which then again makes them want these other foods even more, the cravings, right? The hunger that go along with it. And I can tell you dieting, that approach just leaves people feeling hungry, deprived, um, a little bit of hangry, and, you know, upset, and often leads to overeating those off-limit um, foods later. And so, um, and certainly it leads to, uh, you know, if they're on a diet for a certain amount of time and they reach a certain number on the scale, then it, it doesn't, they haven't created any habits. So they go back and start eating those foods that they've been deprived of. And why do you think 95, 90% of the people regain the weight because of that? Okay. Um, you know, like I said, so dieting can lead to short-term weight loss, no doubt about it. But in the long term, a lot of people gain that weight back, okay, within a year. And sometimes then it comes back even, even more weight. I, okay, I know this is from the people I've worked with. Um, I've seen that happen. And when you take their, their history and their chronic dieters, um, this is the story that I've been told. And then I also know it from what I studied in school. We talk about dieting a lot. Um, I was taught um, and, and educated in the non-diet approach because we know diets don't work. I don't care what combination you put them in. Um, if you're eating, you know, even all the popular diets right now, you know, what are, whether they be keto or paleo or, you know, I don't know, there's some other ones out there. Uh, when you look at it, when you really analyze it, it literally is calorie restriction. And it's just that, you know, people are doing it through fasting or they're doing it by eating high fat foods that don't make them, you know, eat as much food maybe, or they're again, fasting and while they're doing that. And many of the times when you look at the diet, what you'll see with something like that is they cut out soda. So a lot of people that gravitate to those diets, when they cut out soda, they drop a whole bunch of calories right at the, the top. And they think that it's this combination of foods that they're eating that's causing them success. When in fact, it's like, yeah, you're not drinking a bunch of empty calories anymore. And you're eating some real food finally, and you're in a calorie deficit. That's why you're losing weight. Okay. So it's, there's nothing magical about it. There's just not. Now, can some people succeed on those things? Yeah, they can. They can have, some have long-term success, but the majority of the people um, that diet like that, they have short-term success and they end up gaining them amount weight back or even more, and they haven't created the habits. And so then they go on another diet. So believe me, if diets worked, you wouldn't have to keep going on them. Okay. You just wouldn't, it would just work and it would be done. You'd have it solved and you move on with your life, but that's not how it works. And that's kind of how the diet industry operates. They don't really plan on it working. Okay. They want to sell you something later. They want to sell you special food or whatever the case may be. So 
Additionally to this whole weight loss um, a push when you have type 2 diabetes, how many of you have noticed that you can't lose weight like you used to? Okay. How many have, of you might have unexplained 10 or 15 pounds that showed up like out of nowhere? You haven't done anything different. You're still moving your body the same. You're still eating the same food, but all of a sudden this weight just comes on. And you don't know why. And you go, oh, it must be age, right? Um, if you found that weight loss with diabetes is harder than it used to be, or maybe you're pre-diabetes, or maybe you haven't been diagnosed yet, um, you're probably right. You know, um, weight loss does become harder when you have type 2 diabetes. And women tell me all the time that the pounds just stick on, even when they're doing all the things that used to work to lose the weight. Um, they, you know, will tell me uh, when they stop doing those things, like the dieting and the Weight Watchers, the weight comes back with a vengeance. Okay. That's just, and that's literally when they're going back to just eating no normally, uh, you know, more normal calories. So, um, and what's the reason? So, you know, it's probably because, you know, losing weight is actually harder in many cases with diabetes because you have higher insulin levels and which, you know, I think um, is a significant concept. Um, so many times, you know, so many things are working against you, the insulin resistance that starts happening, um, the medications that you might now be taking for type 2 diabetes to lower your blood sugars, um, the uh, menopause for many of the clients I work with are in that age bracket. So menopause, so, you know, weight starts getting redistributed during menopause. So that's why you start seeing it come onto your, your stomach more. Um, and, and if you have a history of dieting, certainly have a history of dieting because dieting and fasting, they mess up your metabolism. They really do. And so, you know, when you start another diet, your body just knows that, oh, I'm not getting enough calories. I'm in starvation mode. Again, it holds on to everything tighter and it, it makes it harder for it to leave. So um, dieting is, is just, I mean, I, just, I think it's, um, I wish we could get rid of it, honestly, just have people not go on a diet. I mean, I, I hear many young people talk about dieting. I'm like, no, please don't do it, you know. Um, just learn how to eat good food and you won't have to worry about dieting. But, um, you know, that's the thing. So really, you know, I just need you to know that it's no wonder it's harder to lose weight, but it's not impossible. Okay, it's not. And I, I can say this with confidence because I see it with my clients all the time. It's literally um, people think a calorie is a calorie and um, that's not actually true. So, you know, I'm sure you've heard of what empty calories are. And so when you start swapping out um, some of these empty calories for calories that actually bring something to the game, like um, fiber and like vitamins and minerals, uh, antioxidants, all the things your body really needs to start, you know, functioning optimally, then, you know, then you're getting some bang for your buck when you eat that calorie. Okay. All the empty calories bring you nothing nothing but calories. And that comes in the form of soda, that comes in the form of oils, a lot of refined foods, high calories, especially the oils, high calories, um, and they don't bring anything with them, especially fiber. 
So, you know, really what I find with my clients, when they start adding fiber into their, you know, and that comes in legumes and plants, you know, or, you know, fruits and vegetables and whole grains, when they start eat, eating more of those foods, um, they feel full and their blood sugar stabilize. Okay. And so, and they're bringing all these other good things with those foods that they eat. So, you know, um, I just want you to take away from this um, episode that weight loss is not a cure-all and it, you know, it, it's grueling, it's painful, and it doesn't really usually get you the result you actually want long-term. And really, I encourage you to focus on targeting your insulin resistance, okay, and getting uh, your body working optimally again to start using your insulin so your pancreas doesn't keep pumping out more because the more it pumps out because you're resistant, the more, you know, your body's going to hold on to the weight. All right. So it's really this insulin resistance is the key and it'll lower your blood sugars um, when you target the root cause of diabetes, which is insulin resistance. And it will also make weight loss easier. And especially when you're doing that, um, you're targeting this insulin resistance through the foods you eat. And also, you know, these same foods are going to really satisfy your hunger okay? So you're not hungry and you're full and your body just thrives on these other foods. And so it's really learning how to transition and, and swap out these foods that are going to really bring you health. So, um, you know, just the focus at all costs on losing weight, not caring how you do it, like low carb, keto, on those shakes, um, really severe calorie restriction by fasting. Those aren't, they're going to get you weight loss, but that's not going to get you a cure to the, or a target the, the insulin resistance, the root cause. Do you see what I'm going? I'm just, I hope you walk away with understanding that. So, um, and when I make that shift with so many of my clients, they lose weight really effortlessly. I mean, because we focus on their insulin resistance, we focus on their blood sugar numbers and all their other numbers, their LDL, their blood pressure, all those other things. And that's our focus. Health is our focus. And then the weight just comes off. It's, it, and they're just amazed. They're just like, wow, when I start eating all these other healthier foods and focus on things that are going to really um, help my insulin resistance and I bring the insulin numbers you know, back in line, it starts working right again. It just really makes it easy. And so that's what I want for you. That's what I want for you. Okay. Um, this dieting, dieting is miserable. It is. And, you know, I don't, I, I think it actually creates more disordered eating than anything because you don't, you change your relationship with food when you diet. And pretty soon there's good foods and there's bad foods and there's too much food. And, and I hear so many of my clients tell me I ate more than I should. What does that even mean? How hungry were you? If you were hungry, you should eat till you're full. Okay. So it's that whole hunger and fullness thing has to come in and you start really trusting your body will signal you what it wants, not your brain. Okay. There's a different, there's emotional hunger too, but your physical body will signal you. All right. And I work with my clients with this a lot in my program because I mean, as we start working out the nuances about stuff, because as they go off into their life and they don't have the cocoon of my program anymore, um, they need to, they need to be in tune with this. And so they need to be able to go out and 
make these choices and be in tune with their hunger and fullness and fueling their body correctly and all these things um, so that they have made sustainable changes. So, um, you know, it's, that's why it takes me 12 weeks in my program to get people there because it's not, it's not an overnight thing. It's not a quick fix. Okay. And mind you, you didn't gain the weight um, overnight. You know, if you're carrying extra 20 pounds, probably took you at least 12 weeks to gain it. That's what I'm thinking. All right. So you need at least give yourself time to lose it as well. Okay. That's my, my little bit of um, emphatic response to the weight loss thing. And, uh, you know, just know that uh, dieting for dieting sake, weight loss for weight loss sake, it's not a bad goal because um, you certainly will feel better and, and feel like you look better. But do it in a way that's going to be health promoting and really target your insulin resistance and really work toward um, getting you off the meds and all those things you want to do with your type 2 diabetes. Because, um, you know, just losing the weight may not get you where you want to be. I don't want you to be disappointed. Okay. It, it may, but it also may not. Okay. And I do know by targeting insulin resistance, it will get you where you want it, want to be. Okay. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for joining me. As always, I'm glad you were here and um, talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast, since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide or click the link for three breakfasts to lower blood sugar in the show notes. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.